perhaps let's first start with those who may not understand um, the understanding of what the the com- the danger of commons are. I know there's um, uh, economic speak, and would I'm curious, would climate change fall in that definition? Uh, certainly, uh, climate change is a very good example of something which, uh, if we assume uh, we owe the planet in common, and if we assume that uh, climate change is man-made, it's something which we have to fix together. And uh, the tragedy of the common is in the fact that whatever effort I will do to emit less CO2, hence uh, address climate change, if you are another country and you don't do it, nothing will happen. So it's a good case where we all have to cooperate to address a common problem. It's not like in business where, you know, I can do a good deal, you can do a bad deal, too bad for you, good for me. Commons are issues which we have, and it can be true for a country, it can be true for a continent, it can be true for the planet, and it dates from the notion, and Africa has still quite a bit of that, that land, for instance, or water was something we had in common. And if we have land in common and I overexploit it, then you who owe it together with me have a problem. So we have to both behave in such a way that we take normal care of something we have in common. It has to do with, I mean, it's, it's another word for solidarity. Okay, so then let's talk about um, going towards answering your question whether or not it's possible to achieve uh, shared prosperity. And I want to uh, take you to the World Trade Organization, of which you uh, were general secretary. There was a lot of criticism about the WTO, especially from the African perspective and developing countries, that it didn't really serve them. You're speaking about uh, fisheries, for instance, some of the criticism. Like if you look at cotton farmers, especially in West Africa, that they were hard done by uh, some of the ambigu- ambiguity in in, in in the rules of the game in terms of fair trade and protectionism. Given current nationalism and what, what I'm saying, the, the, the status quo with some of these organizations, is it possible? Well, I think you're right. For quite a bit of time, the notion in the World Trade Organization was that the existing rules that govern trade, tariffs, subsidies, uh, uh, and other uh, measures, were biased in favor of the most powerful at the time, who were basically EU-US, at least seen from Africa, uh, colonizers. Now, this has changed. Notably, because now you know half of the world economy is with uh, countries uh, who are, at the time, were considered as southern countries, like China, like India, like Brazil, like South Africa. Now, in the meantime, the rules have changed. They've been rebalanced in the direction of the interest of, let's say, southern countries. Although, although in my view, not yet enough. So there are 
there are remains in the system where, for instance, the example of cotton, I am of the view that cotton subsidies in the U.S. are too high and that this harms uh, countries like uh, Niger or Sudan who cannot fight with the U.S. Treasury. So their own cotton production does not have the comparative advantage it would have with nature and good practice because of U.S. subsidies. This needs to be fixed in the future. It's a good case where international rules can make trade fairer. Now, there's another issue, which is much more of a domestic issue, which is recognizing that trade opening creates efficiencies, gains, it also creates pains, and how you address the pain-gain equation is something that needs to be addressed, but this is more for local domestic. So a part of the solution to how to make globalization fairer, part of the solution lies at global level, rules, and the way to enforce them, and this is what the World Trade Organization is about, part of the problem lies at home, it's more complex. Mm. I mean, you mentioned Brexit and uh, de facto BRICS by speaking about the, the increasing power of southern countries. Uh, but is there a model change that is required? If you look at the Africa compact that countries like the G20 uh, seem to um, wax lyrical about, some would say it's exclusive and, and, and it may not necessarily from an ideological perspective serve what African countries want with regards to development. Are we moving away from a, a debt-based growth model? No, I think, uh, I mean, we are, my own view, for what it's worth, is that uh, we are in a globalization process that will not stop. What powers globalization, uh, which is uh, basically technology that crushes the cost of distance, will remain, and if anything, be stronger tomorrow than today, notably with digitalization. So, the question is, if we recognize this, which means that we will be more and more interdependent on this planet, our production systems will be more and more interconnected, interwoven, then we need a higher degree of governance for all these things we now we do together. Now, organizations like the World Trade Organization, but it's true in health with the World Health Organization or in labor with the international labor organizations, are universal organizations. I mean, all African countries, except uh, Ethiopia, uh, who's uh, negotiating, it's joining the World Trade Organization, are members of that club. And this is where most of the regulation of global issues take place. The G20 is not a global regulator. The G20 is a table around which people meet from time to time to give a certain sense of direction or to address issues which haven't been addressed elsewhere in the international system, like tax competition, for instance. So we have a combination, which we need to think of, of domestic, regional, continental, and global governance. A country like South Africa is a member of SADC, is a member of the African Union, sits at the G20, and of course is a member of 
most international organizations. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lamy Pascal Lamy, former World Trade Organization General Secretary. He delivers a lecture this evening at the University of Johannesburg, 7 p.m., under the theme Globalization and the Danger of the Commons. Can the world achieve shared prosperity?